Jessica, thank you for having me on your show again. Good to be here. You had me here. Uh, It's going to be this way every single time. Yeah, you're the host of it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for inviting me as your guest. If I wasn't a celebrity, would you be so nice to me? If I didn't have cheese like every day, would you still want to be with me? If I couldn't buy you diamond rings and all those other expensive things, would you be so into me? At some point, we should probably talk about celebrities I've encountered. Does that sound like a good plan? Funny you should bring that up. Uh, I know since we worked together that uh, (laughs) recently you've had some encounters with Apollo Ono. Oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding me. That brings back so many great memories of two weeks ago. (laughs) And on my list of celebrities is softball gold medalist Jenny Finch. I'm Jenny Finch Daigle. I was a professional softball player, but I'm most known for being a softball pitcher for Team USA in the Olympics and bringing home the gold. And I thought we could do like an Olympic special. Olympic special. In honor of the Olympics that were not this year. Yeah. People miss the Olympics. They want to hear stories of Olympians. So yeah, we, I think this might be one of our most popular because of that fact. It's going to be hard to top, I mean, how many listens we're getting and <laughs> um, how many five stars we're getting, how many Facebook likes and Twitter followers. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. You think with all the podcasts out there, it wouldn't be so easy to just be such a rocket ship to, uh, yeah, you wouldn't. To the top of the iTunes charts. And yet, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny Finch uh, was also on Celebrity Apprentice, so you may know her from that. Jenny, what did you do? I was in charge of research, the client, and taking care of the talent. If you were me, who would you fire? Come on. Um, She's a big deal. I'm, I'm guessing you don't know her. I do not. I have no idea who <laughs> Jenny Finch is. <laughs> not one. Hi, I'm Jenny Finch. I went to the University of Arizona, and I'm a pitcher and first baseman. So to bring it back to our last episode when we talked about A.C. Slater being just a stand-up human, I would like to say Apollo Ono is one of the most stand-up celebrities I think I've probably ever encountered. Why is that? Well, I mean, he's one of like two that I've ever encountered. So for our listeners, we, Matt Houchard and I, have a at our global corporation that we work at, we have a yearly event which we did virtual this year. And at this yearly event, we often consider bringing in celebrity speakers or guest speakers. Yep. And we decided to go with an Olympian. And so in, in looking at all the speakers that were former Olympians or current Olympians, um, Apollo Ono just stuck out on the list. Was he the first choice? He was my first choice always. I didn't really have an idea of who Apollo Ono was when he was announced as our keynote Which speaker. Which is just sacrilege. I had an it's idea. Un- unbelievable. I can't even. I knew he was an athlete. I didn't know if it was male or female. I think I had Apollo Ono confused with Hope Solo in my brain. <laughs> Here's the hard part with guest speakers, because I've done a couple of events with guest speakers that are big names. And, you know, people are always like, oh, you should get so-and-so. He's amazing or she's amazing. And they turn out to not be quite as amazing. And I don't blame them because they usually have a very canned speech that they've given a million times and they don't really stray much from it. So Mm -hmm. that's like their thing. And for ours, we really wanted it to be very tailored to our event. We had a very specific theme. So I was just, you know, I was skeptical whether or not it was going to go well. But we had our, our prep meeting with Apollo. And this is when I first met him via Zoom. 
And I think I remember having quite a lot of starstruck moments in that in that little encounter. In our first episode, you talked about not really wanting to meet celebrities or not caring because you'd, you'd be nervous or um, it's not really something that you're interested in going into this. What were your expectations? Yeah, I re- actually remembered that conversation going into it. I was like, this will be interesting because I know this about myself. I generally get a little bit starstruck and, you know, could potentially get a little bit nervous or put them on a pedestal a little bit too much. But, and I did, like, there were definitely moments um, where I was like, what? Yeah. I remember you texting me or slacking me or something. I'm pretty sure I was. How excited you were. I think I was taking pictures of my, my computer with my phone. I was taking screenshots. Oh, good. <laughs> Thought we can put that on our social media that has a huge following. Perfect. I was slacking you. I was probably texting my sister and like the entire team. Yeah. I was pretty excited. Let me first tell you my favorite moment of the entire Zoom. That's when I was about to chime in. And I don't remember what I was going to chime in on. He started speaking at the same time. At which point he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And I was like, Uh. Apollo, oh no. So that is a great example of someone just being a really nice human that's not coming in on a Zoom thinking they're, you know, bigger than their britches. He's a person, I'm a person. And he just was very kind. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he was so nice. <laughs> and, oh, and I should also say, this is this is a great story. It better be now. <laughs> it's so great. I'm trying to get myself into the moment of what happened. So at one point, I'm being asked to share my screen. <laughs> Yeah, This is precisely after I had taken a bunch of screenshots of Apollo's face, (laughs) (laughs) which were definitely on my desktop at that point in time. Okay. So I, there's definitely a split moment where he could have noticed that there were like five (laughs) screenshots of his face on my desktop. Nice. I'm really hoping that didn't happen because I was quick to get into the PowerPoint that I was sharing, but that's amazing. You know? At that point, I just had to be like, you know what? He probably gets this all the time. What's what's the harm? I'm just taking a picture on my computer of Apollo Ono because yeah. he's on a Zoom call with me. No yeah, it might, it might be for business reasons. <laughs> you've, you've got corporate communications to go out. And yes. You, you're updating uh, people internally. Like exactly. we spoke with Apollo Ono today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't have a crush on him at all. <laughs> no, uh, just, it's not a big deal. He's just a regular guy that happens to look just the same as he did in 2002. Um, I remember one one particular moment that got me real, real, you know, like I was fighting the expression on my face because I'm on the Zoom webcam to be like wide eyed and like jaw dropped <laughs> was when he picked up his gold medal or one of his gold medals. Yeah. And he was just like casually he's like, well, what do you think about if I were to do this in the talk, like pick up a medal as like a, a visual L, uh, representation of something that I'm about to talk about? And I was just like what? That's an actual gold medal. And you possess that because you worked hard and won this gold medal. And now we're looking at it. It was pretty amazing. He was just a professional. He was ready to do an amazing job. I could tell he was approaching this, you know, speech for a little global corporation. Little? Little global corporation as like something that he was going to 
be very intentional with and do a very good job. So he was, he was very intent, listening, taking tons of notes. And then the moment when he then had a chance to kind of digest what he had heard from us and like repeat it back to us what we were looking for, I was just blown away. The dude like in five minutes described everything that we had just asked him to cover and then added his own like twist on it and some of the things that he likes to generally talk about in in speeches and what he's been thinking about and pondering and I was just like oh my goodness this is the guy this is perfect so you don't think it was just mainly his canned speech that he normally gives like I don't think it was I think he added elements of things that he talks about a lot like you could tell there are things that he frequently brings up but he wove in our themes which there were a number of them he wove them in to the main story thread which was very customized to our our specific audience i didn't know he was uh, a a dancing with the stars champion and i when i learned that then i was much more interested in apollo of course you were matt hodgen was the least enthusiastic on our entire team about apollo Apollo listens to this i'll be (laughs) cut that out then I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars is not an easy thing to win. Yeah, I think that's super cool that, that he won that. And I feel like that's what we really should have focused on. <laughs> After 10 weeks of competition, we will now reveal the winners and new champions of Dancing with the Stars. Apollo and Julia! You put your mind to something, you do 100%, you give sacrifice, dedication, anything is possible. Anything you want to say to Julia? And thank you, Julian. Yeah. Did you know that he could leg press 2,000 pounds? I didn't know that. At one point in time? Yes. We are now LinkedIn friends. That's cool. And a number of people on our team, including our boss, posted because his speech was so amazing. It was the best I've ever heard. Honestly, best motivational speech I've ever heard. I didn't listen to his speech. What? But. You did not. Yeah, I did not. You actually did not. No, I skimmed through it so I could pull out sound bites for the videos that I was editing. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Is the okay? Isn't it just stuff that like anyone would say though? That is an athlete and won something. Like... No, the answer is no. I think there were elements that were fairly typical. Don't want to use the word cliche because I don't think that they were cliche. They were they were what you would expect from an athlete of his yeah. caliber and with his experience. but That's why I didn't listen to it, because it was just like, this is probably going to be exactly what I think it's going to oh be. Oh, goodness gracious. We got to talk. That's the next topic right there. Am <laughs> We're I in trouble dive at into work? That. For... No, um, but I do think that's interesting. But um, I'm just going to be the first to tell you, you missed out, man. It was good. Tell me about it. So the thing that made his motivational speech stand out among any that I've listened to is that he added a an element of the deeper stuff that's going on in your mind not just like the physical aspect and the work hard aspect your only limiting beliefs are within your mind and it's time to unlock them um he went into dancing with the stars (laughs) i think i mean when i i started watching and then i realized he wasn't going to be getting into dancing with the stars oh that was the real reason why you turned it off and then i was like oh i've got other work to do (laughs) Got, got it, huh? It all makes sense now. I'm disappointed in you, Matt. <laughs> you know what? It's because you didn't encounter him, and 
this podcast is all about you encountering your celebrities. And That's since right. you didn't encounter him, encounter him. Yeah. We've been talking like, a lot about the celebrity you encountered, which is not the name of the podcast. This is not what this is for. I am the host of this podcast, let me remind you. Yeah. And uh, you're really um, being a ball hog right now. <laughs> oh, goodness. But no, the parts I did see, he did seem very genuine and like a really, uh, really great person. Guy. So all in all, great experience. Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, anyway, let's talk about Jenny Finch. Yeah, let's get to me and... Um, about time. And a celebrity that I've encountered that's also an Olympian. Wait, and basically what you're saying is it's time to start the podcast. <laughs> she was born nine days before me, so we're contemporary, September 3rd, 1980. I was born September 12th, 1980. Oh my goodness. We're both six feet tall or taller. Wow, you guys have a lot in common. And whoa, uh, this just in, didn't know this. This is something we don't have in common, but something Jenny and Apollo have in common. Jenny has also been on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my goodness. What is it with Olympians and Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) That's crazy. It's been a while since I've competed, I gotta be honest. But as an athlete that never dies, you're always competing. There we go, yes! But this is at a whole new level. One, two, three. Good girl. And I'm ready. Not a champion like Apollo, but... uh, Oh, it was like a special sports edition. I wonder if that's like an offshoot. I don't know. There's so many Dancing with the Stars, I can't keep up, clearly. I knew that neither person that we're talking about was on Dancing with the Stars. Well, I feel like it's actually a, a really nice little segue for an, a former Olympian in their career to go on to something like Dancing with the Stars. It's fun. It's media, media heavy and opportunity to win. Yeah. Jenny just hit that reality show circuit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> with The Apprentice, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. What's She's next? She's got a good publicist. Survivor? I will say. Yeah. American Idol? Bachelorette. So tell me the story about you meeting Jenny Finch. I actually met Jenny Finch a couple of times. I was producing a TV show about softball at the time. Mm. It's called Softball 360. Hi, I'm Jenny Finch, and I'm watching Softball 360. Since she was the big star of fast pitch softball at the time, I got to see her in a lot of different settings. This is all delinquents of the 2007 World Cup of Softball. We got the win, and we're very pleased walking out of here with a great game, and it was nice to get the juices flowing. And one of the cooler stories from this time is that I got to direct Jenny in a Mizuno commercial. Mizuno was one of the sponsors of Softball 360. Mm -hmm. They also sponsored Jenny Finch. Mm -hmm. We were to make some commercials for them to run during our commercial breaks leading up to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. Mm -hmm. And this commercial also stars jessica interviews matt about celebrities podcast villain rusty bumgardner oh my goodness gracious yeah not that guy rusty bumgardner has done it all but this year rusty reaches a whole new level of softball success he's going to beijing rusty 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 have you seen my glove as the equipment manager it's a very visual commercial, not great for a podcast. Okay, real talk. Did he try to hit on Jenny Finch? I mean, I, there's zero chance that he didn't. <laughs> zero, literally no <laughs> chance. Yeah. She's a female. She's attractive. Yeah, beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah, we can all just assume that. Rusty's gonna rusty. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just gonna... Bum's gonna gardener. <laughs> what do you think about Olympians in general? 
Uh, that's a real broad question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll start by answering it. (laughs) I just think that they're really special people. Like it just, if you think about the, the amount of hours that it takes to get so good at one specific thing, it's just, it's incredible to me. I think like Olympians seem like they'd be kind of boring to hang out with. That's what I always thought. And then I met Apollo Ono. And then I was like, this guy, I could chill with him. You think it would be fun? Like, did you, did you feel like you saw, like, his real personality? Well, maybe not. Maybe that's a like... little bit of an exaggeration. What about Jenny? Yeah, I would say not at all. Like, I have no idea what Jenny's like. She seemed... J- Jenny was reminded me a lot of Apollo, actually, where she was just, like, super professional and seemed like she had had a lot of media training so she just gave perfect sound bites. Yeah. I'm such a proud American and, and grateful to be an American and to be able to represent our great country. She always felt like very filtered, not like uh, Richard Sherman or someone like that. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I feel like I never got to know the real Jenny Finch or see like her playful side or her fun side. And maybe she's just like so focused at that time on her sport. It's awesome. It's, it's a dream come true. And I'm, I'm definitely living the dream and enjoying each and every day of it. Yeah, you just have to, you have to love it or just be that driven because I'm, I'm definitely not the type of person that can do that, for sure. I get bored and I get like distracted. I feel like it's hard for me to like spend that much time on one thing. Like you're not... Uh... I'm more of like what they call a jack of all trades. Yeah, you haven't developed like one skill. Not to like a super Other expert Other than level. podcast hosting. Well, that is a given. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would say I'm an expert at some things, but not like a super expert, like to the point where I could go to the Olympics for that specific thing. Right. Like you could go to the Olympics for video editing. That's very nice of you. <laughs> I don't get too impressed if somebody is an Olympian or has a medal in the Olympics, because I think it's just like, who is doing these sports? <laughs> like There can't be that many people. Like I know... <laughs> If Apollo Ono is leg pressing 2,000 pounds, that's very impressive. And he's working really hard. But I also feel like we take a 16-year-old LeBron James, put him in some speed skates, give him a year. He's going to destroy everybody. No way. I just think like... Uh, no way. Or like fencing or archery or like... it's Like these aren't like the world's greatest athletes. I'm not counting Apollo Ono in this, but like these are just like nerds that are really into archery uh-huh. or... Are you you're talking about it because you're what you're saying is that speed skating is a very niche sport. It's super niche. Like yeah, I, yeah like nobody speed skates. Like how do, how many people is he competing against? It'd be more impressive to me if there was a ton of talent in that pool, and then you rose to the so, top of that talent rather than being like the best fencer in uh, in the Olympics. You keep talking about fencing. Is there some sort of sensitivity you have with fencing? <laughs> no, I, you have I a think bad fencing. Experience in gym class. I think fencing's cool. I've never done it. Um, I just think... Uh, You've never done it, so you can't judge how hard it is. But to be like, these are the best ath- best athletes? I Actually, fencing's kind of a bad example because I think there are a fair amount of people that do fencing. Here's well, the thing. I'm going gonna, gonna to alienate all our fencing listeners. And I, <laughs> you're you're going to lose like us really some fans here. shooting myself in the foot. <laughs> the goal is to get more fans. But here's the thing, though. The more I encounter interesting people, like the more I realize that 
there are a lot of people who are very into specific hobbies that I just would never have imagined, right? Like, how do you get into curling? But somehow a bunch of people do, and then there's like competitions. That curling, for it. great example. Like, why you're, you have a gold medal in curling? Like, you're one of the greatest athletes in the world? Like you, <laughs> That's not what the Olympics stand for. You chase the rock for. down the. <laughs> Oh my God. It's on the ice. <laughs> I do like uh, the movie Cool Runnings. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Cool Runnings. But who bobsleds, Jessica? Nobody. I'm with you. And that in some cases, there's not that many people to compete with. But There's an event called Biathlon where you cross-country ski and then shoot a rifle. Well, that you'd have to look into the history of Olympics. That I think has something to do with like like back in the day, doesn't it? I don't there's know. A I lot mean, of it's sports... a cool event. So this is where the history of the Olympics comes in. There's a lot of sports that like have been there since like the 1800s or whenever they started, and yeah. that's like back then that was cool. And so ever since then, now people are striving to be the best. Let's just agree. That regardless of whatever the sport is, regardless of the competition, which there's still a lot because it's a global, global competitive pool, it's still impressive for someone to win a gold medal. What I think is cool. <laughs> no, okay. we're supposed to agree. I agree. that it's imp- <laughs> No, it's a lot of work goes into it. Dedication. And I think what is impressive is that people dedicate their lives to these sports and there's not really any reward other than winning in most of the sports. Yes. Like Apollo Ono's been able to convert into a keynote speaker, but I just like whoever won the biathlon in the last Olympics isn't getting any glory or any monetary anything. Right, right. There's um, not, not much going on for the curling team. So I do, I admire just like I'm doing this to be the best at it. But I do think almost any like professional basketball player or like Premier League soccer player could be anyone in any of these sports if, oh my if you gave them a couple of years. Agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> LeBron James is not touching Apollo Ono on that rink. I, I don't know if it helps to be tall in speed skating or short. No, or... it doesn't. Have you seen them? It helps to have a yeah. low center of gravity. Maybe it's just the nerds that can't play real sports that get into speed skating. It helps to have a low center of gravity and a very small upper body because you don't want to be carrying around all that weight. Come on. That makes sense. Come on. I still think LeBron James <laughs> could beat uh, wow. everyone. I learned a lot about you this this round, Matt. We need to talk a little bit more about the fact that you didn't listen to a certain speech because you just were like, I know what this is going to be about, so I'm not going to listen to it. Right. I, I will watch it, and I'll report back to you if I was inspired by it. But I do think... What he has to say probably isn't like new. To- I don't think that it has to always be new. And sometimes it's just like the connections that someone makes or the way that they say it, or just the fact that it's a reminder of something that you believe that you actually do want to practice, but you don't really want to practice often. That's what I found. I will, yeah, that was 100% what it was. I think if I had met him and knew him, it would be more interesting to me. You think that if he had apologize for interrupting you on a zoom i love that the bar is so low for like what a good human being is just like letting that's, that's a how woman I roll. speak that's all that's how i roll 
I really don't care much about what someone has to say unless I know them. Interesting. Do you feel that way at all? Well, you told me that you cared a lot about Paulie Shore before you knew him. I wouldn't care what he had to say if he was trying to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're right. Maybe I would. You're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time because you thought maybe he'd get you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry. That's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way, no matter what, dude. It's not that I have to personally know them, but at least I have to feel like I kind of know them, like celebrities that I feel like I know. Like you're kind of connected to them. Uh, yeah, connected to them, like I followed their career, and you feel like you really know their real personality. Like Charles Barkley is someone that you feel like you know the real him. About 10 years ago, I found that uh, under draws, we call, in the South we call them draws, I thought they were unnecessary, so I got all my draws together and had a big old barn fire. So I've been 10 years without underwear, and I feel good about it, Jimmy. <laughs> even though I don't know him personally, I feel like I, would, I know him, and I would get something out of that speech, even if it was just laughter. Right, right. No, that makes total sense. You want to have some sort of, like, connection on an energy level. Yeah. And I don't feel like I, I got to know Jenny Finch or Apollo Ono, and that's why I chose to do other work instead of... <laughs> <laughs> listening <laughs> to the speech. Clearly, I don't know if it's that way for everybody. Well, clearly for you, there need there's like an emotional element of like con- of connection with the person potentially. Yeah. Which I had with Apollo Ono, so it totally makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are best friends. Yeah, oh, I, well, yeah. I wanted to ask. So uh, after our event, our team had a meeting where our boss brought up Apollo Ono, and like all the girls were kind of swooning. And commenting on how handsome he is. And I was wondering if Jenny Finch had been the speaker and all the guys were making comments about how great looking she was, would that be frowned upon or would it be exactly the same? And I'm totally like, I, I'm just I'm curious. Like, I'm not trying to make a point because I'm totally fine with double standards. No, it wouldn't be the same. It's a total double standard, 100%, which I'm very cognizant of. But I... Until someone, like, really convinces me that it's a problem, which I'm open to, I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering that, because I was, like, all these girls were ooing and aahing over mm-hmm. Apollo Ono, and I was, like, if I was a woman and this and men were saying this about a woman, maybe I'd be offended or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Uh, yeah. And he, he's a good-looking guy. You are taller than him when you date a guy that's shorter than you? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I think a lot of women don't. Because uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you're not a height supremacist? Well, let me ask you, as a man, would you date a woman that was shorter than you? I would date a woman shorter than Is me. Is that but a I w- double standard? I wouldn't date one that was taller than me. <laughs> you wouldn't? No. Oh, interesting. Well, I think that at the heart of it, the heart of that question, both questions, is like gender roles in society. And the way different genders are are like viewed by everyone. Yeah. So I'm a tall woman mm. and I've thought about this, you know, a fair amount just because I'm tall. And it seems to me in my in my surveying of people and their preferences, I think most of the time it's the women that care more about the height. I've actually met numerous men who 
like that there. I have a great friend who specifically dated really tall women because he just really appreciated a tall woman. How tall was he? He was 5'10", and his now wife, I think he's like six foot. I wonder, since you are a tall woman, you've been put into a position where it's advantageous for you to open yourself up to dating people shorter than you. I wonder if you were 5'2", if you still would date someone shorter than you. And no, there's no way to answer that. (laughs) No, this is a good question, though. It's a very good question. I used to feel really self-conscious with heels on, even with my ex-husband, because I was about the same height as him. Yeah. But, no. You wear heels all the time. I do. I've wondered about that. I wear uh, heels a lot. Because that makes you, like, way taller than most men Mm -hmm. that you work with. Is that a power move, or? Probably. Deep down. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's not. You just, like. In fact, I find it really, I, I, it's fine, like, it, it happens all the time, and, like, I, it's fine, but. I find it like really, I just really don't like it when people comment, oh, wow, you're so tall. Did you get taller? (laughs) It happens all the time. Yeah. I'm like, thank you (laughs) for noticing I'm wearing heels. Do you just like the feeling of wearing heels? Does it like put you in work mode? I think heels just look good. The outfit looks good with heels. It does not look as good without heels. Um, So we got to talk about um, Jenny Finch a little bit more. Yeah. No? That's all right. How are we doing on time? We don't have much time left, so let's look him up on Cameo. Jessica Carlson, do you think Apollo Ono is on Cameo? I do not. He is not on Cameo? Uh, Do you think Jenny Finch is on Cameo? I'm going to also guess she is not. Yeah, not on Cameo. I feel like she'd be a great one. I don't know why, but for some reason, I don't... For some reason, I'm thinking that Cameo is not the right market for an Olympian. Maybe. I I mean... Because I feel like Cameo, you have to be like a really, you know, charismatic, loud personality to make a really funny Cameo. Or like a sports person. Yeah. I guess, I mean, there's just so many... uh, When I used to go to softball events and stuff, like she was so famous and there's all these little girls that were just obsessed with her Mm -hmm. and... So I would feel like those women have money now. Those girls grew up to be women that have money now. And I'd be like, I'm going to send a cameo of Jenny Finch to my old teammate. But I guess not. Maybe she has enough money or feels the cameo is beneath her. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be that. It's pro- honestly, she probably doesn't even know that it's an option. That's true. Uh, do we need to do an intro? No. No. No, just uh, I want to thank uh, InSync for providing the theme song. We haven't thanked them <laughs> yeah. yet. I was wondering about that. Are we going to get sued? No, because I don't think we'll ever make any money from this. <laughs> okay. So it would be weird if they sued us. Well, we'll have to like not ever take the money if we do make money. Yeah. Or else Justin Timberlake is going to come for us. I'd like to encounter him. That would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. This is a weird episode. I feel like it flew by and uh, we didn't really scratch the surface. Of <laughs> didn't really lot. talk much. Just really went off the rails. We did not talk about much, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did a lot of talking about Apollo Ono and how cool he is. And you did a lot of talking about how not cool he is. <laughs> he's super cool. <laughs> he's, thank you. That, can we agree? Yes, he's cool. Um, and scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts? 
I guess you should ask that because you're the host. Oh, yeah. I'm the host. So, Matt, as my guest, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great episode. <laughs> three for three. If I couldn't buy no diamond rings, still want to be me. If I wasn't a celebrity, yeah.